0: Katie was queen of the spelling bee till she lost her title to a silent E. Stewart aims to repeat while McMurray and coach cheat, but Katie wins to the audience's glee.
1: It's Thirsty Thursday. And that means we're once again hanging out at the produce stand, a podcast paying tribute to the great Canadian show, Letter Kenny. Now, I know what you're thinking. There are many other podcasts about Letter Kenny out there, but this one can spell Triscodecaphobia. We just don't know what it means. I'm Mal, your host, and joining me in the room, as always, is the lovely Tanya. And online, we have Squirrely Matt, the visionary victor, and joining us for his second appearance at the produce stand, he's the man with the voice that would make Barry White sound like a castrato by comparison. He's the owner and proprietor of Dennis Guggen's Custom Funko Pop Culture Collectible vinyl figures. Woo-hoo. And our sponsor from season three, he's a really good guy. And I just learned right now that he's actually Delicious Dennis Vicious. His name is Dennis Guggen. Make some noise for Dennis. Oh my, <laughs> oh, my oh my God. Oh my God. Oh Wait,
2: wait, 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 wait. Yes. Oh, and yes, we're going to talk
1: about this nickname.
2: Oh my God. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I regret.
1: Nothing. all right dennis how are you doing groovy all right and you're clean shaven this is the first time i've ever seen your chin
3: right <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah almost no, I look unrecognizable. Look like, uh, yes yeah, you're almost <laughs> I look like daffy duck when bugs bunny blows his beak out <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's great to have you back buddy uh so remind us where are you speaking to us from
3: here from southern michigan
1: southern michigan um uh, so southern canada southern, yes. <laughs>
2: southern Canada.
1: so uh before uh, before we started recording you made the mistake of, of admitting to me that in a previous <laughs> life you used to be a professional wrestler uh yeah. now like i knew you you did like uh, uh self you, you do self-defense training and and i guess security right yeah. uh, for a living yeah
3: it's you know they're all Kind of part of the same skill set, but I'm a lifelong martial artist and right. um, sports karate competitor and and then you, professional uh-huh. wrestling just kind of Fit in there somewhere, yeah, so, so don't you, fuck with you, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. so
1: you'd mentioned that uh,
3: me Dan, yeah.
1: um, you'd mentioned that you, last time you didn't have a beard was when you were wrestling or something like that. I'm like, huh, what kind of wrestling? Thinking that you were going to say like Olympic wrestling, or, right? Or, or, and then you said professional wrestling, they like, get lost. So, oh, yeah, right. So, what, what, what uh, show did you wrestle for? Or prom-
3: well, the, that was you know, part of my gimmick back in the day, it was just part of my look, you know, I wore club shirts and gee pants, basically. And, you know, I wore like a slim brimmed Peter Grimm hat, you know, the <laughs> old like the cowboy hats. And I had a long red beard at the time. It was like 10 inches long because wow. that's why, you know, I was talking about facial hair. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, my beard used to be really long because it's, you know, in wrestling, it's oh That's a good stip up op- uh, option. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And so <laughs> you make it part of a match.
1: You were delicious. Dennis vicious. Uh, what was your finishing move?
3: Oh, uh, Death Valley Driver, because I was BDB. <laughs> you know what I mean. So,
1: <clears throat> I love it. And uh, so, this was a, a local wrestling uh, um, a promotion uh, in in Michigan.
3: Yeah, no, um, like local mom and pop kind of shows that like a uh, you know the the armory and you mm-hmm. know
4: in one town and high school gym and another that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, that's
4: so. A- you're, so, so your uh, WWF counterpart would have been Jim D'Angelo Nighthart. Very
3: close. I actually (laughs) met him once in uh, London, Ontario. Really? Yeah, they were at a like a Russell Fest show, Mm -hmm. and it was Brett the Hitman, Hart, and Jimmy Hart, Anvil. Anvil. Brett looked at me and he goes, oh, boy, because at the time I had the beard. Right. And uh, he he kind of nudges Jim Neidhart and he goes, hey, look, a fan. Because <laughs> I looked like him. I had the long red beard. And he just kind of goes, hmm. <laughs> Brett was to go think about it, which was awesome to me. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. So uh, I almost walked in on Jimmy in the bathroom, but that's a different story. <laughs> that's not good. Um,
0: you're absolutely a man of layers, there, Dennis. From yeah. wrestling to carved Funko dolls.
2: I yeah, love it. it's so it's so funny. It,
1: like just picturing a guy of your size and, and with that voice, and you're like you sitting there like painting little figurines <laughs> right? and stuff. It's just
3: so. Such a oh, like even samurai raised bonsai trees. Nah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, there you go. I like that true.
4: analogy. You
1: you need to take. Oh yeah, and Victor's holding
4: the dexter- up the dexterity it takes nice. to do this. I mean, I just I still want I I awe at this every single day. Well, yeah, when I saw the pattern on that shirt, I'm like, oh boy, there's a challenge.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: such so well done, and uh, I mean, we appreciate it. I've got mine proudly displayed. Even Tanya's got hers on her desk. Yeah, and uh, and and it's it's a conversation piece. Matt's nice. holding his up. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's, it's great. We we're thrilled with, with our, our, uh, P- vinyl pop figures, and uh, we we can't, you know. Thank you enough for those. And Although thank-
5: I accidentally called mine a kinko pop, and my sister's like, uh, I don't want to know about your sex toys. And I'm like, oh shit, it's not that. <laughs> that's
4: that's, that's I Dennis's. Know. That's Dennis's dark web. Uh, logic. That's, a, yeah. that's branding <laughs> in the making, <laughs> oh, no. Victor. That's
1: Dennis's dark web. You gotta you have to whisper. I it was
4: gonna web. I was gonna say that, but then I feared that you guys wouldn't understand me. Right? <laughs> but we would just because we couldn't. (laughs)
1: so uh all right uh today's lineup is going to be al victor matt tanya and dennis how are you now so let's talk about our weeks i guess i start i had a busy bloody week and 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 it all com- culminated uh yesterday the last couple of days to this massive project i've been working on at work that i can't really talk about what i can say is i had to, i got to host like a, a big conference and there's like 600 plus people that i was uh uh you know speaking to online virtually and i got to uh announce and speak to our keynote speaker who, uh, uh, you know, our American friends probably won't know him, but his name is Michael Pinball Clemens. He's a football player, uh, famous Toronto Argonaut. Uh, he's done so much here and an amazing speaker. And it was a thrill to, to chat with him. The guy's like, I, I compare him to if, if anyone is familiar with the show, Ted Lasso, he's a real life Ted Lasso, oh my gosh, yeah. like the most positive person you can think of, like to the, to the point of like almost being fake, I, I feel. But uh, but Definitely. he's really a genuine guy and a really cool guy so it was a lot of fun uh, I today I took off because I was just exhausted from the last few weeks of prep prepping for this thing and uh, and I also was neglecting you know getting ready for the podcast but also <laughs> neglecting my own health so <laughs> I needed some time to to decompress so that's what I did today um, and but I was also preparing for today's uh, episode and I, I think I wrote my the limerick like an hour ago <laughs> that's how close to the wire I got I generally it takes me about three days to prepare for a podcast and I, I squeezed that all into today uh so yeah that was my week. How was yours Victor?
4: Uh it was uh it was great. Uh, uh, the, uh you know the the heroes came together. We we got our Justice League movie and ah. uh yes and oh my god. Oh what it, you know uh <laughs> Was it everything yeah. you dreamed it would be? Um, we're halfway through. I, it, uh, yeah, Owen it, and
1: I watched half of it last Saturday. We'll watch yeah. the the second yeah. half this Saturday.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's, I, it, the thing, the thing about you, Al, it's a bit of a different experience because, uh, you shared how much you hated BVS, but, uh, I think that it's a, for, for, if you really want to enjoy the movie, it, it helps to kind of go and rewatch BVS, the ultimate edition, not, not, the, the not that, uh, haircut that we got in the theaters, but, <laughs> but. But uh, really, to watch that one, I, I, I I'm actually surprised at your review because most people that don't like that movie don't like it for a whole slew of reasons. Boredom <laughs> was not one of them. So, uh, so I I wonder, I question what you may have been doing while you were watching that movie. And what,
1: no, what I was watching it intently. Intently, was like. it was just uh, it was just boring. Like it was just. Zod wow. and Superman throwing each other through buildings. And it was just, I don't know. I, I got bored of it. Like it was 40 minutes of that. And I, I, you know, after a while, I'm like enough already. Like there's no story here. It's just, it's disaster wow. porn. That's all it was. And and yeah. let me tell you the yeah. first half of uh, the Snyder cut, uh, uh, it was just okay <laughs> like it, I mean who knows maybe he gets better uh, right now it's a whole I mean he uh, Michael Bay has nothing on him when it comes to slow motion scenes holy shit like every <laughs> other scene was was slow motion scenes so
4: yeah but Michael Michael Bay when while you're watching a slow motion you're not actually seeing anything of, of, of interest did you see any of his transformers transform and for that yeah, to actually no. make any sense it's oh, garbage. I, hated,
1: I hated his no, no. transformers yeah yeah yeah
4: no I, so I mean I mean the, the thing is, I'll, I'm I'm ta- I'm speaking about this movie as mm-hmm. a fan, like as yeah. a Justice League, as a DC fan, not as a casual moviegoer trying to go and watch a good a good movie. So that's not the perspective I'm giving. I'm giving the yeah. perspective as a DC fan, as a Zack Snyder fan, and as a Justice League fan, and my favorite, you know, my favorite hero growing up was Superman. So, like, like I I think this movie was just. Unbelievable. Uh, and I hope that uh, the online campaign mm-hmm. continues and we get the Snyderverse back. So we'll see. Warner Brothers doesn't want it to happen. But at the end of the day, money talks. And if they get they, if, if this ends up, um, you know, I'll give you an example, a very quick one. I know we're short in time, but Winter Soldier. Uh, uh Disney released Winter Soldier their big thing mm-hmm. and it didn't do as well it didn't do as well as um as Justice League and Disney is all over the internet about it. what a great success their mm-hmm. thing is and they can't stop talking about it Warner Brothers is not saying a word about Justice League not a word they want this thing to go away <laughs> uh and and they want to get on with it so uh, but the fans are not going to let him do that, and they're going to keep streaming it. They're going to keep buying it. He just released a black and white version that has an extra twenty minutes, believe oh, it or Jesus not. Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, where, where you do where you get where you get to hear the Joker say in 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 um, in our society, and and so it's brilliant i loved it i recommend mm-hmm. it to any any fan of uh of this genre they're gonna love it
1: uh chad chad i'm sure agrees with you 100 i'm halfway through the movie i'm still open-minded we'll see it's just so far i'm like ah. and look yeah. i was a, i was a, a dc fan before i was a marvel fan but marvel kind of ch- changed expectations like i the marvel movies are just so well most of them not all of them are just no, some so of well, are garbage yeah some of them are garbage but the ones that are really well done are really fucking well done and unfortunately so far none of the dc movies short of maybe maybe wonder woman has come close to to touching any of those uh really good marvel movies unfortunately yeah. and and uh, this yeah. one here well, is i was i was looking forward to a justice league movie are you kidding when i heard it was coming out, i'm like i can't wait and then that first yeah. one, the came out and i'm like that was fine like again batman versus superman boring Justice League movie I did enjoy it. Uh the, and this one here I'm enjoying
4: it's just really long and Justice really- League was garbage. It was yeah. garbage. Don't say you enjoyed it. Don't say that. <laughs> that was that was that was that was one Pile of garbage. And, all right. and I mean, they, they they had a Russian family in there for got for uh, for no reason at all. And oh my God, it, it you didn't disgusting. appreciate
1: it? No. Okay, Matt, we're gonna have to move on because this is a letter kitty yeah. podcast. We're gonna say
4: Dennis, Daniel, We might as well start
1: our own show. Like I was just gonna call out. Like
5: it, it, it sounded more like Betty and uh, what was her name? Oh, what
1: Betty Ann names? and Marianne. Yeah. Yeah.
5: I was gonna say, you know, calm down, <laughs> there, girls.
1: I'm gonna start talking about Victor's mitt. All right, Matt, how was your week? <laughs> oh man
0: i mean I'm gonna, I'm gonna quickly comment on two things so one the thing that al touched on from work basic we do work together al you did a fantastic job thanks bud like completely fantastic job i know you were a massive part of this event i i, I attended mm-hmm. i witnessed i heard bravo sir thank you um the Justice League thing, really quickly. I'm not a DC verse fan with the, with the exception of Batman. I've always been a Batman mm-hmm. fan. He's my yep. number one superhero in the entire anything. I've always been, but the rest of DC verse, go fuck him. I don't like him. <laughs> Superman, I think, is a waste of life. I mean, I don't like something that's invincible. I think it's no fun to watch, You're but not that's invincible, my opinion. But anyway, whatever. Okay, you got one shiny green rock that'll kill him. <laughs> Move on. Um, but I will say, yeah, the Justice League, the first one was, was garbage. But I gave this one a shot because, again, I'm excited. I like superhero stuff. And I will say I watched it. I watched the whole season. It was great. season. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and honestly, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought they answered and filled in all the blanks of confusion from the initial mess. Mm-hmm. Even though it was long, it didn't feel long to me. I actually Well, because really
1: you were watching it. it like a season. Like Yeah, <laughs> it was great. It. That's how I recommend
0: yeah. doing it if you're worried about it being long. Yeah. Watch it in 15, 20-minute increments. But mm-hmm. all in, I actually was quite impressed with it. It was... It was the same movie, but not like it was. The story was there, but retold, reedited and um, much longer, of course. Mm-hmm. But I feel they filled in all the blanks. And I really enjoyed it. That I comment on. The other thing from personal note, I've now cracked my
1: homebrew. And Woo-hoo! and. I, I think I nailed it. I'm just saying it was. Uh, <laughs> you did say so yourself. <laughs> I, Tasted like so, beer,
5: smelled like beer. I'm,
1: I'm waiting for my bottle to
0: God arrive. Chips in tipsy <laughs> just like beer. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll, I'll I'll get you a couple. But right. it was um yeah, Jen and I. We cracked the first couple. We we looked each other. We kind of high fived. We were like, All right. I think we did it. And it's beer. And uh, yeah, we're already through a twelve of it, and we're gonna keep going. We're gonna brew our
1: uh, our first batch of IPA this weekend. Awesome. Well done, uh, Tanya. How's your week?
5: Uh, super busy. Um, by the time I got to Wednesday, I'm like, holy crap, it's Wednesday already. <laughs> um, um, yeah, it's just been a busy week work-wise, uh, home-wise, um, been beautiful outside though. Absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of those, uh, uh, weeks so far that, uh, you just go outside, you don't need a jacket and it's like that breath of fresh air and that sun hitting your face and you just feel so much better about everything. It just, uh, it's been great. Mm-hmm. So we've got snow coming back again, uh, end of next or uh, end of the weekend, I think. So, no. uh, I know. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm so not, he, he hits to... that
0: sound bite. He misses all the other. Yeah. <laughs> <options. I
5: know. laughs> Yeah, I just, I don't want it to go away. We we even cracked um, the, the patio umbrella out because mm-hmm. uh, the sun was really, really hot on Saturday. Um, and, uh, but it was nice. We had a fire and uh, it was just, it was just great. Actually, too, just to see people outside. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we can, you can almost socialize um, from a distance, of course. And uh, yeah, it was just really, really nice.
1: How's, uh, how's your week, Dennis?
3: Uh, I have 14 projects that I'm working on right now wow. and I'm kind of happy to specific. pick and choose the time that I spend on <laughs> each, but, uh, I I know this is terrible for audio, but just so you guys can see, I oh, finished a set of oh, Blues Brothers. Oh my god, <laughs>
2: Blues
1: Brothers, very
3: nice, <laughs> nice.
1: And we're, we're, <laughs> was, they're great. <laughs> you were working on one that was hyper specific last week, in the in the in the in the, in the, in the, in the, in the after show, you were <laughs> mentioning it was a, who was it Debbie Debbie Gibson?
3: Yeah, I just finished it. The, the, Debbie Gibson in the reference image was the back cover of her Electronic Youth CD <laughs> with a. Uh, you know, she's sitting cross-legged and has a flag in the whole nine, and I'm like, "Oh boy!" Was that
5: a request or is that just for, yeah. for shits and it's, giggles? You know,
3: it's there's a whole group called Gabby's Diamonds, and they're all of course. You know, are. as soon as she just turned fifty in September, so mm-hmm. a lot of her fans are like, "Oh, my fiftieth birthday is coming up, and I want to do something for myself." So, you know, they order these figures from their favorite album, which is cool to me. Yeah, but I'm like, "Oh wow, that's a."
1: That's cool. cool. Did, did, did you already send it out or do you have it there? Can you show it or no?
3: Oh, yeah. That's our been and gone. Oh, <laughs> I can post them in the feed or something like yeah, that. No, uh, we have our Twitter group. but um, Yeah, it's the only other thing that's kind of occupied my week was the Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm. Or, or, Zack Snyder's Justice League, whatever they want to call (laughs)
1: it. All right, so so in in thirty seconds or less, what did you what do you think? Oh, he only
5: gets thirty seconds. Okay, you're right. He's a guest. So as
1: long as you need, take as long as you need. I
3: thought it was awesome. Okay, I'm glad that I got to see it Mm -hmm. because it's you know I I'm biased. I have to like these things, Mm -hmm. even if I begrudge how they turn out. At least I got to see it, (laughs) you know, and you know you probably can't see them behind me, but all of these bookcases that are behind me Mm -hmm. are comic book trades. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah. And I have, I have 20 long boxes in the next room. So I'm a lifelong comic fan and DC was my primary property. Mm -hmm. Batman 89 changed my life.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. Let's see this vision of those guys. And, you know, I had my same problems with Batman versus Superman and Mm -hmm. how dark it was literally and figuratively, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you know, at least I got to see it, and I, I thought, you know, Henry Cavill made a great Superman, and mm-hmm. Ben Affleck. People want to diss talk that, but when he was Daredevil, I'm like, holy crap, he can make a good Batman, mm-hmm. and I was right, man. Mm-hmm. When he showed up and started kicking the crap out of those dudes in the apartment, I'm like, holy yeah, crap, yeah. I was saw a good Batman. Scene. Yeah, I, it I was blown away by it. Yeah. So again, seeing this vision of it, and especially being so lo- long and involved and. You know, and for a while, I was kind of playing both back and forth, just kind of like, oh, what's missing here? or What's mm-hmm. added? And this is a completely different movie. Yeah. yeah. There are so many different plot threads and action scenes that mm-hmm. aren't in the original. Yeah. So, I mean. If,
0: it made so much more sense. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I, Everything it's a lot more it. cohesive story. Yeah. It gets into the kind of the stuff, you know, yeah. Post lowest death Batman and all this other kind of stuff, and and I know that threw a lot of people off. If you're not familiar with the comics, but for me, I'm like, oh boy, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> got to see it. Great. That's a, that's all.
1: Well, you know, again, I don't I don't dislike the movie. I so far I'm enjoying it. We'll see. Uh, but it, unfortunately, Marvel kind of changed because I was big. DC to begin with as well, and I couldn't wait. I was, you know, I I love Batman. I love all the Batman. I love Michael Keaton as Batman. I love Christian Bale as Batman, and I actually enjoy uh, Ben Affleck as Batman too. I think he makes... You
0: just said I like all... Batman's mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. Be careful about that We have Val Kilmer Val Kilmer And George Clooney In the middle there somewhere.
4: Well George Clooney Sported some nice nipples <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm thinking even back To Adam West yeah, You know he, he was fun Yeah, yeah. Oh.
4: Okay.
1: Anyway Alright we, we really have to Get moving on So let's let's go on To the Twitter Roll call here uh, We have uh, I have 42 names I gotta get through Here on oh, the Twitter Oh did you roll call. pick up The last I, Yeah there so I go. picked up From last week And, and we uh, added a few More here So we have Craig from Oakville, Ontario. Jenny Shirk. I should really read these ahead of a time, ahead of time, but I don't. You think from, you would from San Francisco? <laughs> Seth. Make our guests read it. <laughs> Anian from Alaska. Scrappy 03, uh, 0331. Abel. Uh, Brandon uh, from Ac- uh, I can't say what that is uh, from Akron, Ohio. Uh, Matthew Stanley from Dallas. Tal. The Sasquatch Lady Riley Chapdelaine from East Lansing, Michael Marcus Willows from Dublin, uh, Gary Dazarmo from Sudbury, Angela from Fair Fairborn or maybe Fairborn, Ohio, um, Grain O Todd Neal from Delta BC, Anna uh, from Atlanta, uh, Daniela is awesome from Syracuse, New York, Fred Harwood, uh, L Zane Pinnick from uh, Winston Salem, North Carolina. Jeff Liebhoff from Atlanta, uh, Dan Kozlowski, Lee Stone from Raleigh, North Carolina, Letter Kenny Problems, huzzah, finally, from Upcountry, <laughs> Julie Beatty, Regonia Group from London, Ontario, Oilfield Outcasts, Charters LLC from Freeport, Texas, Trevor Benson from Burns Lake, Tish Glasson, Phil Firetog Trio from New York, Amy uh, Angela from New York State. Ray Temple from Raleigh, uh, Raleigh or Raleigh, whatever, uh, North Carolina. It's Raleigh. Uh, Raleigh. Uh, E14 Podcast from New Orleans. Mask Up. Sylvester from Maplewood, Minnesota. Mama Rolls Blue from Virginia. Uh, typical typical. Leah from Chicago. Toby Nathan Bailey from the U- U- uh, United Kingdom. Joe. Jason Jerome jo- uh, Schultz from Manitoba. Kaylee and Genese- Genesee. Thank you all for uh, following and hopefully for listening. Well, don't bore Check us. Out. Get to the chorus. Yay! Okay. Last week we, rec- uh, we recapped and reviewed uh, episode three of season five, Hard Right J. That episode received a fresh from all of us, marking the first unicorn for season five. Uh, according to our scientific tri- Twitter poll, sixty five point two percent of you agreed, while the rest of you gave the episode a clearance. Uh, there were no composts uh, this week. We recap and review episode four of season five, The Letter Kenny Spelling Bee. Have you done your? Ho- I've done my homework, Victor. Have you done your homework? I have indeed. Matt, have you done yours? It's twice. Daniel, have you done your homework? We yeah. snuck it in. That's right. And Dennis, have you done your homework? I'm full season
3: of <laughs> homework today.
1: <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, so we start with our cold open. We open with Derry and Squirrely Dan. They're arguing over who could beat whom in a fight. Uh, Wayne thinks Derry's crazy if he thinks he could beat Squirrely Dan in a fight. Enter Bonnie. She, too, thinks Squirrely Dan would win easily. Katie has a
2: suggestion.
6: Why does not you two just arm wrestle and get to the bottom of it?
1: No.
7: <laughs> Why not? Well, because arm wrestling is not a legitimate barometer for strength, and certainly not toughness. You're either born a good arm wrestler or you're not.
6: You could like wrestle. No. Why not?
7: Oh, because if they're on the floor rubbing their legs together, they both lost. Well, how are we going to sort this out? <laughs> is it out to fight? <laughs> sure. So you're a good friend, Dan. How oh, is Dan a good friend in all this? Well, Dan sees you're quite upset about this. He's willing to put his beer down, come over there and beat the shit out of you, you're over it. <laughs>
1: Enter <laughs> that you're over it. Enter Joint Boy and Tyson. Tyson thinks Derry could win on an account of be, uh, having longer reach, being quicker on his feet, and not being above a nut shot or a hair pull. Uh, joint Boy thinks squirrely Dan would win on account of him being Squirly. Uh, Dennis, you're you're you know a fight expert. Who do you think would win? The mom <laughs> <laughs> Dan,
3: Dan would beat the shit out of Daryl. <laughs> Bonnie as like, you know he, he he's a good enough guy not not to just pummel him. Yeah, He would probably just hold him until he submitted. But there is no way that he could not beat the crap out of Daryl yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, the way
1: that ends well for Daryl. You're you're as close to an expert as we're going to have here, so I'll take your word for it. Bonnie those
3: wrestling moves.
1: Oh yeah, (laughs) Bonnie. That's right, because he's a big wrestling fan. (laughs) Bonnie asks Joint Boy and Tyson who would win in a fight between the two of them. They each say they would, and then they walk up to each other, headbutt each other, and they both go down. Uh, Cut to Wayne saying, "See, now there's a good friend." And you cut (laughs) to the theme. (laughs) All right. This cold open. Uh, It was amusing. Um, It was fun. It was funny. uh, You know, pretty light and uh, whatever. Like, it's it's not one of my favorites, but uh, it it is what it is. It's a lot of fun. Uh, We're in, you know, we're still in the Ukrainian hall there and just a fun argument. They're trying to do something throughout this whole episode with the words uh degrees where they're saying Degrassi and and that didn't work for me I kind of I think I felt like those were kind of
4: oh I love the Reese's Pieces one (laughs) well yeah
1: so yeah yeah well anyway uh so yeah I wouldn't rank this in my top 10 but you know it's like a top 20 cold open it was it was just fine
3: what did you think you know it's something that happens between friends when you're all sitting around it's like oh you know yeah so-and-so thinks they're a tough guy you know They'll pitch you against each other. Believe me, like <laughs> my friends' balls go roo- like this when I'm around because they know they can pick fights because I'll finish them. So, <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: yeah, it was a, like I said, it was a fun, fun chat. Uh, they weren't doing anything, any heavy lifting. It was just, uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Victor, what did you and think? It's,
3: it's funny yeah. actually. Oh, so go ahead, Dennis. It I, it contained the actual toughest guy in Letterkenny, Joel Gagne. oh, the joint boy, right? Uh, out of everybody on that show, he's the only one that I'd be like, yeah, I probably wouldn't want to with that dude.
1: Isn't he an MMA guy?
3: Oh yeah. I'm, yeah. I guarantee he does MMA training. Mm-hmm.
4: As long as he's not stoned while he's doing it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Victor, what'd you think?
4: Yeah. Uh, pretty much the same. Uh, you know, I wasn't, you know, belly laughing or anything Mm -hmm. like that. It was, it was, it was just right. Uh, though the one thing around, uh, obviously, uh, squirrely just needs to sit on dairy and, uh, (laughs) you know, the the match is done, but if they were arm wrestling, that's a bit of a different story because that, that is, uh, very much about technique. And, and, uh, I, I remember back to my college days, we had, uh, this uh, girl, Maya, who was five, four and just a, just a tiny little person. And she could beat anybody in an arm wrestle, Hmm. anybody, it was unbelievable, and yes, she beat me as well. I, it's uh, she beat everybody in the class. Like Are you sure she male. beat
1: everybody or just you?
4: <laughs> no, no. She Did beat she everybody. have good arms? Like when she, she wore she, she was stocky. Like she was stocky, but but I mean, it's not like she like they were. She had good, she had muscles, but it's not like she was a weight like a um, a weightlifter or anything like that. Huh. But that's that's the thing. It was you need strength, but it's technique. A mm. lot of it is technique.
1: Hmm. Interesting, Matt. What do you think?
4: Yeah.
0: This, this took me back to over to over the top days. And, <laughs> and actually it's funny when, um, the, the I mean, the, the scene was fine. I got some laughs. I love the ending with, with joint boy. Yeah. What's the fuck's his name there? Um, Tyson. Anyway, Tyson. Tyson, thank you. Uh, that, that cracked me right up. Like I just laughed out loud when that happened cause I love stupid shit like that. <laughs> but the whole arm wrestle thing, took me back to, uh, to college actually. And I had one of my teachers who's a big dude and we used to always like to razz him and like, And we got talking about arm wrestling one day and and everyone tried to challenge him to it. And then he got really serious and was like, no, like basically he's like, fuck off. I'm not doing this. We were like, there's more to this story. And we finally got him to open up about it. And he's like, I used to be like big into arm wrestling. He's like, one day I was out there and I got into it. And I snapped some guy's arm. Oh. 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 I've and seen that like, the video. Mo- oh, yeah. Man. He's like that. He's like, I was that guy. He's like, I've never arm wrestled since. Cause oh. that shit just traumatized me. Oh yeah. my
5: God. Can you imagine? Oh my oh. God. Oh.
1: 10. What'd you think? <laughs> what, what, what'd you think of that open?
3: Uh,
5: I want to <laughs> know more about Dennis's career and, 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 <laughs> and, and his wrestling days. So.
3: You plenty of arm wrestling, have,
5: have, okay. So our, is Wayne's, um, is wayne's analogies of of what makes a person tough uh similar to your own like would would uh toughness be measured by wrestling or by uh arm or leg leg what what was it that leg wrestling leg wrestling wrestling.
3: you know it's like anything uh, what's your definition of tough is it being able to take a punch or deliver one that's actually going to be effective Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yeah I could critique his fighting style too, which uh, is not great. <laughs> it's not
1: great. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hockey you just stand up and yeah. throw punches. That's it's he a throws hockey. hockey
3: punches. Yeah, because if it. you notice, he lifts his elbow when he when yeah. he throws a. Um, mm-hmm. But a is cross.
1: that is that I mean because you would know this too? Is that maybe just how you throw a stage punch?
3: Part you know it's you know putting on the show so the camera can yeah. see it. I'm sure, but it also comes from a background of hockey where. You're encumbered by pads, mm-hmm. so the route of the punch itself has to be change a little right. to compensate for that. That's right. So yeah. you, you'll probably throw your elbow up a little more mm-hmm. because there's so much padding in the section. What are you hitting? Right. So you're going to have to hit them in the head. So you have to lift your arm. Right. Mm-hmm. The best way to punch somebody, and I'm <laughs> giving the trade secrets here, yeah. is keep it between the shoulders and the hips. The closer your hands are to your face, you can punch all day long like this. Right. As long as you're not lifting your elbows. The second you start lifting your elbows to throw a punch, you're going to wear out your shoulders. Once your shoulders are gone, you can't defend yourself. You can't throw a punch. You're done. Oh, well, there you go. You hockey, heard it here, Hockey post. science 101. <laughs> I
1: feel like I can go out and, and pick a fight tomorrow and and, uh, and and get my ass kicked. But anyway, <laughs> what did you think <laughs> of that cold open? <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of that cold open, Dennis? Um, you,
3: know, you know, like in, like I said, it's you know it's cool to actually see the friend moments mm-hmm. you know yes what it's actually like being around your group of friends these are the conversations that happen these are the you know kind of situations that you encounter mm-hmm. and you know it made sense and it was cool that they kind of buttoned it with the headbutt you know it, it was an easy <laughs> out for them uh
1: so in your wrestling day we're just going to keep on asking about shit about wrestling <laughs> now that we know about this uh, this about you uh the What's the hardest hit you'll take like a, like uh, a kick or something like, cause, cause there's contact's got to be made, right? Like, so,
3: you know, yeah, in the ring, it it depends on who you're with. Some people like to work a little snug where they'll give you a little something to work with so you can react to it. Mm -hmm. You know, if somebody makes contact, you know, really the trick with wrestling is to make it look painful without it being painful. Some people kind of miss that equation. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's, you know, if, if it. Looks like shit and it hurts like hell. It's bad news, right? You know, you're supposed to be making money, making it look good, and not hurting. you. So were there, so were, there the trick.
1: were there wrestlers you used to hate uh, going against because they they would take oh, yeah. it too far and <laughs> hurt you all
3: the time? Yeah, yeah, you you know some of the guys. Uh, it's going to yeah. be a long day at the office. Okay, and you know, <laughs> and some of the biggest dudes that you encounter are the lightest touch. Right, and that's why you know, like in wrestling, it used to be one of those things, and it's mm-hmm. it's gone by the wayside. But the way that you shook somebody's hand. You know, if you give them a very light, and I hated it; it was like grabbing a dead fish. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I hate. Those. If you give somebody a really light handshake, it means you're light in the ring. You're, you know, you're not going to hit them too hard. Mm-hmm. But somebody that really grips up on you, they're like, oh, they're going to be an iron bar. <laughs> So you know, those are the kinds of things that you look out for.
2: I was
1: gonna say, uh, I, I like that you answered that way because I'm like, if you can't think of anyone that you hated going against, then that's because you were the guy everyone hated.
3: Going
2: against, <laughs> right?
1: <that's> right. <laughs> yeah. like, oh no, there's there's the fucking the deli- oh, yeah. uh, d- d- delicious Dennis Vicious. <laughs> I hate wrestling this guy. <laughs> 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 all right. Scene one, coming out of the credits. Uh, the male the male Hicks are playing cribbage. They love playing cribbage. Derry wonders where Katie's been all day. Yeah, you're
7: fucking mine. What are you sleepwalking, Daryl? In the words of legendary Canadian singer songwriter Alanis Morissette, you ought to know. In the words of legendary Canadian songwriter Greg Keeler, of Blue Rodeo
6: hasn't hit me yet. In the words of Jim Cuddy, also of iconic Canadian rock bands Blue Rodeo,
7: try. In the words of Grammy award winning Canadian singer songwriter Sarah McLaughlin, you're building a mystery. In the words of genre bending Canadian indie rock band Arcade Fire, wake up.
6: In the words of multi international award winning songstress Celine Dion, all coming back to me now. And? In the words of Canadian pop star and heartthrob, Justin Bieber, <laughs> is it too late now to say sorry? And? In the words of multi-Juno award-winning Canadian singer-songwriter, Brian Adams, please forgive me. Good people makes mistakes,
7: Derek. How do you forget about the letter Kenny Adult spelling bee? And how much it means to Katie? You call yourself a friend. <laughs> now
1: wait. You're right, Dad. <laughs> wayne gets up and dramatically stares out the window soap opera style he apologizes to Derry for his outbreak it's uh, just that he wishes he could take some of K- katie's pain away from last year and put it on himself squirrely dan does as well then he he then comes some overly dramatic exposition
7: i mean she really had it all champion letter candy adult spelling bee nine years running she's just a girl when she won her first bee <laughs> God damn it, she was just a girl.
6: Then came Stuart.
7: We do not say that names in this house, Derry. the fuck ought a spell with someone his own size? He's been spelling out of his own weight class for years now. Like, she forgot a silent E. Completely <laughs> out of character for her. You want to let that silent E <laughs> may follow her around for the rest of her life? She's
6: warms it like a shit stains ever since.
7: The fuck thinks he can just walk around town spelling like that? We all know
6: that type of spelling's going to catch up to him one day. It has to.
7: Okay, you want to spell? What? <laughs> want to walk around town spelling like that? Okay. <laughs>
2: I'll
1: spell with you any day of the week and I suggest you let that one marinate. Who's doing all the hollering down there? She's trying to study, Wayne. Uh, Wayne sits down, grabs three shot glasses and pours some Gus and Brew. It's clear what needs to be done. They're going to make a pact works around the clocks and helps her get her spellings up to her potential. I can't even say that on purpose. <laughs> they don't sleep. Keep her focused. Keep her inspired. Keep her hydrated. And... <laughs> So before I move on to the next scene, I love how overly dramatic they play that scene. Like looking out the window, like soap opera style is just so hilarious.
0: That, <laughs> oh yeah. That was, that, Wayne, oh, Wayne was on top of his game this one
1: oh, for sure. The passion was
0: just <laughs> it, you couldn't you couldn't control it. It was so good to watch. Yeah. It.
4: That know, that was the, the hand on the shoulder. Yeah. yeah. That, that was the Hicks doing their best impression of the skits.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much, <laughs> yeah, right? For, <laughs> <Good champ. laughs> Next scene, Riley and Jones are outside the Shamrock's, uh, Shamrock, Shamrockettes dressing room. Uh, they knock this time before they enter. Okay, girls. Girls? That's what I said.
5: Who are you calling girls?
1: Uh, oh, uh,
6: no, we mean women. Yes. Uh-huh. That is my bad. I am sorry. It is an old habit. See, we call the men on our team boys, so I just. It's
5: completely inappropriate. Okay. Marianne over there is not a girl. When's the last time you saw a girl's tits sag so low she could tuck them into her joggers? You're right, Betty Ann. <laughs>
0: to call us girls is wildly inappropriate. Look at you. When's the last time you saw a girl with enough pubic hair to lose her keys in, <laughs> along with a buoyant Canadian
6: tire keychain? Okay, okay, okay. That's enough. Uh, ladies. Yes, ladies. I'm mm-hmm.
5: so even more offended by that. Tell me how Marianne's a lady. Her jill straps got more skid marks than a runaway truck lane on a coastal mountain highway. Yes, I'm afraid you guys missed the mark again. Betty
6: Ann's no lady. She picks and flicks more boogers than a restless Dutch eight-year-old with Asperger's.
1: <laughs> uh, Betty Ann and Marianne continue sparring for another round before Coach mercifully calls Riley and Jonesy from outside the dressing room. They can't get out of there fast enough. Out by the rink, Coach asks Riley and Jonesy if they've been preparing for the spelling bee. Riley and Jonesy's been, been trying, but they're, they've been upfront about being dogshit spellers from the get-go. Uh, they're more math guys. <laughs> Coach doesn't want to hear it. Riley Riley says that if they were if they were a chelling bee, they, uh, they'd be much better off because they're dog shit spellers, but unreal cellers. And that's a NHL uh, video game uh, for those who are wondering. Uh, Coach yells at them to focus because he's got money on Riley and Jonesy. Worst money ever spent <laughs> uh, in order to get that money. He's been doing a little tinkering behind the scenes. Coach thinks they're going to uh, to do quite well this year and begins to laugh maniacally. Um, and just a production note during that scene when he's laughing and he's going crazy. Uh, there's a, a shot from kind of behind Riley uh, while Coach is laughing like that. And you can see Riley, Riley's actually corpsing. He's, he's laughing his ass off.
0: Oh, yeah. I was going to call that out,
1: too. He was dying the whole time. <laughs> oh, I missed that. Yeah. So if you watch it again, watch the back of Riley. And I guess it was probably the best shot that they could or maybe coach couldn't do that scene too many times because he was like turning. From, he could have an aneurysm. Yeah, he was turning yeah, pretty yeah. red. <laughs> so uh, they, <laughs> they decided to they, they, they've they done that a few times, I've noticed. But that one there I, I, I watched because I knew that that was going to happen. And yeah, sure enough. uh Felt very Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Didn't hold it together during the scene. Yeah. Well, and even like I said, and I mentioned before, the Betty Ann and Marianne scenes watch the other. Hockey players in the dressing room because none of them are professional actors and they're all laughing. They're all like yeah. snickering at what's what's being said. Scene three, back at the farmhouse, Katie comes down from from her studying. Uh, Derry is doing Sudoku. Scully Dan is doing curls with the world's smallest dumbbell, and Wayne is playing guitar. Uh, <laughs> Derry, Derry has made a uh,
4: Katie a smoothie. He was he was, he was holding a guitar. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, we'll get to that.
1: Uh, Derry has made Katie a smoothie. He proceeds to list off the ingredients, which which includes 13 almonds. He hopes K- Katie isn't triskaidekaphobic, which is the fear of the number 13. He also hopes Katie can spell the word. Katie says that's one of the most common used words in spelling beads. Everyone can spell that. And Katie, Katie sees that the male hicks are up to something.
6: What are you doing? So, so, Who, me? Oh. Sudoku. Didn't you not know that doing number puzzles and games increases the neuroplasticity within the brain and helps it reorganize itself? Did you want to do one?
5: No. Dan, why are you lifting weights? Who's me?
6: Well, didn't you not know that exercising allows your brains to take on the proteins called BDNS, which helps with focus, concentrations, and memories? Here's, I got one for you, too.
2: No.
5: What? You play guitar now?
7: Who, me? Of course I do. Didn't you not know that playing an instrument strengthens the corpus callosum that links hemispheres in your brain by creating new connections? Do you want to know what a G chord sounds like, Katie? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Super.
3: That was painful. <laughs>
2: uh
1: all right. Yeah. FYI. It sounds like everyone in the panel here knows that, but that is not what a G that's not what a G chord sounds like.
0: Not even remotely.
1: <laughs> I, I do think that's probably an uh, out-of-tune guitar because I don't believe for a second that Jared Kiso doesn't know how to play a G chord. He is a drummer. So uh I and not I don't know many drummers who don't also know how to play a little guitar. So <laughs> but yeah, that was hilarious. Uh Katie. Uh, Just came down for a beer. The Hicks yell at her because although alcohol doesn't actually kill brain cells like some people thinks, it does damages them. Katie finally realizes what's going on and things get very dramatic again.
5: This is about the spelling bee, isn't it?
7: Yeah, see, it's just that I uh, sat and watched you spell your little heart out last year and then Stuart come up spell bully you.
6: We don't say that name in this house!
7: just (laughs) sat there and watched it. just sat there. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to forgive myself for that.
5: Guys, I'm ready. Okay, I just, I need you to believe in me.
7: Of course we believe in you, Miss Katie.
5: To have my back.
7: Of course we have your back. Well, of course we'll keep you hydrated.
5: Oh, I'll be plenty <laughs> hydrated while I'm drinking champagne out of my 10th title trophy. So help me
2: God.
1: Next scene, at the skid's lair, Stuart is psyching himself up in the mirror for the spelling bee. Uh, Four very attractive ladies are waiting for Stuart, and they fight over who gets to double with him on his bike on the way to the spelling bee. Uh, So uh, finally, they agree to take turns. Uh, Scene five, back at the farmhouse, the guys help Katie break down her competition.
6: Break it down for me. Stuart's your biggest threat that we know. We've got intel that he's been trained with some dark web spellers. I can tell you what (laughs) words they've been using to spell with, but... I don't think you want to know. I don't. Next. Joint Boy's actually a pretty good speller when he's stoned. So keep your <laughs> eyes open. These are going to be damn near-sealed shots.
7: Always. Next.
6: <laughs> Riley Jones, I can't spell for
7: shit. They're fucking idiots. Okay. But McMurray's been known for spelling dirty. I need you to watch your back. McMurray's a piece of shit. Now you know we believes in you, Miss Katie. And yeah, we've always got your back. And yeah, we're going to keep you hydrated. Don't worry about that. We appreciates that your spell's mean. we
6: think you can spell's meaner. We want you to show some teeth. So to help you with that, we got to
1: you this. <laughs> <laughs> dairy opens a small ring box, and in and in it are gold teeth. Uh, next scene, scene six. It's finally time to get ready to to, to get ready to bumble, as in B. Get it. <laughs> Anyway, spelling bee contestants
3: <laughs>
1: make their wrestling style entrances as the audience cheers and jeers the contestants. First, all right, guys, I tried. All right,
0: That's so bad.
5: As
1: in. Let's get ready to bumble. Come on, that was—I swear to God. See, you
5: should—you should have brought it out that way. Though. Oh yeah, let's get well,
1: Dickens should have uh, should have announced it that way. I, I feel like they—they they, they miss Dick- an opportunity opportunity there dickens all right all right the uh wrestling style entrance again it's it, you know what dean it, dennis it's perfect that you're here because <laughs> everything seems to like come back to wrestling <laughs> they come in with the with the oh, music First it's the rally reflection
3: of perfection the number one selection heaven sent and hell bound the best there is Pound <laughs> for pound, delicious Dennis, <laughs> vicious i love it the women's pet the men's regret what you see is what you get and what you don't see ladies is better yet <laughs> The real deal. Twisted steel and sex appeal. Oh my god. Who who writes for you? <laughs> this
2: guy oh. that's oh awesome my I love it just I love the show now. now I love it all, <laughs> all right
0: that
5: was good
2: oh, that was that, good that. for me
5: can you record that later and play it over
0: and over
1: oh no I think
0: we just did
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wondrous. welcome to the show so uh, Tanya's still distracted by the D but in this case it's by Dennis
2: <laughs> <Right>. oh. <laughs> I keep saying you
1: are a man of layers yeah <laughs> tell me about it
2: we're
1: gonna have you on next time we're gonna learn that he's like a dancer or something too all right First, during this. Jazz re- <laughs> <Yeah, his> hands. <laughs> As Dennis shows us his j- jazz hands. All right. During the uh, wrestling style uh, entry for the Spelling Bee contestants, we have Riley and Jonesy followed by Coach playing the part of their manager. <laughs> Next up is uh, McMurray, who struts in with his stupid McMurray grin. Uh, then uh, joint boy accompanied by uh, his his boy Tyson. <laughs> I swear to god McMurray in this one is just too much. <laughs> Perfect. This is
0: the kind of scenes I'm talking about when, when we talk about the like episode 1 I'm like pay attention to McMurray like yeah. this is this is the McMurray I was referring to. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh all right, then Stuart makes his entrance with his his uh, entourage of skids and ladies. Uh they need there needs to be a name for for women who who are are, are into spelling bee champs like Spelling bunnies or something like that. Like, I don't know. Like, it's skid marks. Skid marks. <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> and finally, it's Katie coming in with the, the Hicks and the audience stands to cheer for her and give her high fives. She's clearly the crowd favorite. All right. Uh, Stuart stares her down as she sits in her chair. Uh, Katie flashes a smile at her revealing her gold grill. This seems to have the desired effect on Stuart who's rattled up in the balcony, Tyson coach and, uh, tannis convene tannis is acting as bookmaker for the event her money her money two hundred dollars is on katie tyson's bet is on joint boy and inexplicably uh, coach's money is on rally and jonesy and winner takes it all the uh, competition begins with dickens as the mc who else uh, takes the stage and i swear to god he's so tall that microphone is only up to his waist (laughs) um Uh, Let's see where oh joint boy excuses himself to the bathroom immediately so he could smoke a joint. Katie gets the first word. The audience begins to cheer, (laughs) but Squirrely Dan intervenes.
2: Shut up! Shut your fucking mouth! You think this is the PTA? You can just hoop and holler whenever you want. Baba fucking Bowie, we respect our athletes here. So sit down, shut up, and enjoy some fucking adult spelling!
1: Oh. oh, man. Uh, Katie's first word is "farseer," which she easily spells, and the audience goes to cheer, but stops silent, afraid of uh, another Squirrely Dan outburst.
7: They should be able to clap if she gets one right, Squirrely Dan. <laughs> yeah, like that's what we've done in the past. Yeah, but look, at what happens last year's... Yeah, but see, she's used to getting cheered for, right? We don't want her to get inside of her own head if no one cheers for her. It's the last thing we fucking want. It's too risky, Dan.
6: Okay, I am sorry for my outburst earlier. I came at you with a lot of anger and that was unnecessary. You can cheer if someone gets a word right, but it starts and ends there. I don't want to hear a fucking fart out of any of you if someone gets a word wrong. As sure as grandma's got gout. If I hear one fucking heckle, I will staple your tongue to your taint so you can watch me kick your ass. Jim Webster repeats the last thing you said there.
7: Correct? <laughs>
1: I love that. Uh, Stuart is up next. He gets the word disparate, which he spells easily. The ladies in his cheering section can't get enough of Stewart and continuously heckle Riley and Jonesy, calling him "fucking" calling them "fucking idiots." Uh, next up is Riley and Jonesy together, of course. Uh, they get the word "hockey," which they just barely get right. Uh, joint.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the best part is when they say, "Can you use it in a sentence?" <laughs> 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 uh, next, uh, uh,
1: joint boy is next. He emerges from a smoke filled bathroom, high as a kite. Uh, He gets the word ensconce and Joint Boy spells it easily and excuses himself again to the bathroom. McMurray's next. He gets the word "confrere." At first, it seems McMurray gets it wrong, but he protests. He says he spelt it exactly as Dixon said, uh, but due to his heavy slurred speech, no one could prove him wrong or right. So Dickens (laughs) gives him the benefit (laughs) of the doubt. Uh, cue the musical montage as the beat continues with all of the contestants spelling the words correctly. The words Riley and Jonesy are, are simpler like and hockey-related, like, uh, which raises some eyebrows. They get words like rink and puck and stick. Uh, McMurray is also doing well with his tactic. And his, the words he gets are very apropos. Words like inaudible, unintelligible, <laughs> indecipherable.
2: <laughs>
1: T- Tannis is getting angry with all the cheating going on. After many rounds, all the contestants are still in the game. Wayne calls for a break.
7: Give them a fucking break, Jim. They've been spelling their goddamn hearts out up there. Call an intermission. There was no intermission slotted for today's beat. We'll press on. How many words got to get spelled before someone just keels over? Someone's got to start asking the tough questions around here. Seen this before, Jim? It's time we learned from it. In the words of arguably the greatest Canadian rock band of all time, The Tragically Hip, it's a good life if you don't weaken. <laughs> Also, in the words of Gord Downey, legendary lead singer of the Tragically Hip, I can make you scared if you want me to. Yep. Oh, hey, okay. That's good then. 15 minute intermission, everyone. Sorry about that, Wayne. I'll get her hydrated. Use get Riley and Jonesy on Jim Dickens' radar. Some buttfuckery at play there.
1: <laughs> uh, those of you who aren't familiar with the song, I Can Make You Scared, great fucking tune. Yeah, check it out. Uh, yeah. during, was it was it was this was
0: this episode filmed or aired before his death or after? You that's think?
1: a good uh, question. I think I before. I think it was before yeah. because before I think he now. would have said the late great Gord Downey. I think if
0: yeah, could, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so. and I mean I don't know I don't know what the impact of the hip in the U.S. is, but minimal. I know in Canada oh, I,
2: minimal is is
0: there good? I mean I'm glad oh, there's yeah. a fan base there. I know in Canada during his last concert. I think I don't know anyone who wasn't watching it. Oh yeah, um, I had a whole TV set up in my backyard, and the whole neighbors over, mm-hmm. and we were watching that final concert. It was uh, so that final was a, concert, was
1: a big deal. We were we were playing that night in Donnelly's, and we weren't allowed to start until, and no, no one wanted to, no one dared start yeah. until after the concert was over. And the thing is, we have a heavy set list with hip in it. And uh, we, 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 were, we were debating, like, do we play the hip or do we not mm-hmm. play the hip? It was like, uh, you know, because everyone's just like, like the concert was over. There wasn't a dry dry eye in the house. Everyone was crying, right? Nah. And I'm like, do we start with hip or do we like not play it at all tonight? So it was it was a tough night, but but also emotional. And, and
2: yeah. yeah.
3: Um, and if you're wondering, people state that. I mean, it's like when I was in college, it's like any great band. You know, you have fans who proselytize to people who haven't heard of them and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And I had fraternity brothers. I loved the hip, you know, followed them everywhere they went. And there was a real sense of loss in the states when we go downy fast. Yeah. Well, you're yeah. in
1: this. You're in southern Canada though, so I mean. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I, I know there are many people, many, many, many more Americans who have no clue about the tragedy, oh, yeah. of, which yeah. is sad. But and, and yeah. they're they're also kind of. I mean, they're they're an acquired taste, right? But uh, for sure, like if you grew up at a certain time in a certain age, they were everything, and they were, yeah. you know, certainly for me. Yeah, they were the soundtrack of our youth, man. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right, during the intermission, all concerned parties converge on Jim Dickens. Jims,
6: I have know you notice that Riley and Jonesy's words are simpler than everyone else's and quite suspiciously all hockey's related. <laughs> yeah, there's a wee bit of butt-puckery <laughs> play here,
7: Jim. <laughs> this has been the system ever since Uncle Eddie won the very first letter Kenny Adolts fell B in the late 60s. We must honor it.
6: Exactly. And aren't you guys the ones that are always saying you shouldn't
5: fuck with tradition? It's fucking embarrassing. Jim, McMurray's skirting the system here. You can't understand what he's saying. He's pulling the wool over your eyes, cowboy.
6: Well, well, well. Ain't no hater quite like a spelling bee hater now, is there? (laughs) What's the matter, Chanice? You got some money riding
7: on the bee? Money? There is to be no betting at the letter Kenny Adult Spelling Bee. Your dirty money is an insult to the integrity of the sport.
6: Yeah, Chanice.
7: All this time talking could be spent spelling. It's not called a spelling talk. It's called a spelling bee. And we are here to be spellers.
1: (laughs) Oh uh,
2: man! Cut
1: to the men's room. Joint Boy emerges with for another joint, but Tyson informs him that they're out. He smoked 21 gram cannons. Tyson can't believe Joint Boy is even conscious right now. Uh, Back on stage, Stuart and Katie are sitting across from each other. Stuart dances over to Katie for a little trash talk. Uh, Katie gives him a shot to the nuts, sending him reeling. Wayne pushes Stuart out of the way, hands Katie a, a water bottle and tells her to stay hydrated and then walks off. Uh, back to the B, Dickens uh, announces that there will be no more intermissions and there better be not an, there better not be any degenerate gambling either. Uh, amidst allegations of contest rigging, he's announced a new order for the spellers. He's going to draw names randomly from a hat. So a very sober joint boy gets the first word, dith- dithyram and he gets it wrong missing the silent What beat. was that? Dithyram. <laughs> can you use it? S- <laughs> no, I absolutely can. Oh, sorry. I can't use it in a sentence. The sentence is a very sober joint boy gets the first word dithyram. That's the <laughs> the only way I'm going to use it in a sentence. Riley and Jonesy are next. Riley, Jonesy, your word is bosky. Bosky. Can, can I have the, the
7: definition of the word, please? Having abundant trees or shrubs. Bosky. Sounds a lot like brosky, buddy. How do you, how do you spell brosky? I don't know how to spell anything, buddy.
2: Fucking <laughs> idiots.
6: Well, maybe we should take the R out of brosky? <laughs> I don't think there's an R in brosky. I'm going in on brosky, buddy. <laughs> yeah, good luck on brosky, buddy. Fuck yeah. Brosky. Uh, I mean, bosky. B-O-S-K-I.
1: Bosky. <laughs> incorrect
2: ah, fucking embarrassing
1: <laughs> oh man next up is McMurray and he gets the word penalty which coach yells out that was supposed to be Riley and Jonesy was before storming off McMurray tries pulling his slurring trick again
6: exactly
5: what I said no it isn't <gasps> you ever see that movie Dick Tracy Well, Warren Beatty I mm-hmm. would smash that dude like a neighbor's pumpkin on Devil's Night same Well, Dick Tracy used a similar machine to slow down and decipher the speech of an appropriately named character, Mumbles. Let me show you. This is Mr. McMurray's answer at normal speed. (laughs) Now this is his answer slowed down.
2: (laughs) <laughs>
4: mcmurray
7: you are eliminated please take a seat off stage
1: oh, this leaves katie and stewart as the final two in the final round of uh, if a contestant gets the wrong uh wrong word or spells the word pr- uh, wrong uh the other contestant gets to try to spell it correctly uh katie's up first she gets the word triskaidekaphobia. Uh katie spells it but dickens rules that her spelling is incorrect the audience gasps uh, Katie disagrees with Dickens, but he overrules with uh, he overrules her. It's not what he's reading on his cue card. So now it's Stewart's turn to spell the word. He purposely omits the i, even though he knows Katie spelled it correctly. Dickens rules that he spelled the word correctly. Stewart, you are back-to-back champion of the letter. Can don't spell in me?
2: Wait,
5: <laughs> Katie had it right. It was wrong on the monitor. Triskaidekaphobia is spelled. T R I S K A I D E K A P H O B I A.
6: Which is exactly what I said.
5: (laughs) No, it isn't.
3: Tati. Very Canadian spelling. Oh, man.
1: <laughs> Tennis. Eh. Pl- Tennis plays back Stuart's spelling of the word with her tape recorder, pro- proving that he got the word wrong, and Katie has announced the winner on account of the silent eye. The crowd goes wild. The hicks go on stage and lift Katie up triumphantly as she refu- receives her trophy. Stuart defeated and dejected goes to find his friends for comfort but the girls have lost interest because everyone knows how to spell Triskaidekaphobia. Stuart stewart tries to explain why he purposely spelt it wrong but they just get get up and walk off calling calling him and riley and jonesy fucking idiots as the girls walk off riley and jonesy get a text from coach they're worried he's going to ream them for losing the spelling bee but instead they get the following text
0: dear peasants
1: Figured out
0: why the girls
6: hate each other. They're in love with the same man. Fucking embracing. (laughs) Figure it
7: out. (laughs) What could
1: it be?
7: Give your balls a tug, you fucker.
1: And we fade to black. Oh. All right. Um, Time for discussion. And it starts with me. So... This is a really funny, th- there's a lot of funny in this episode. First of all, it's a, it's a long, longer than normal episode. It's over 30 minutes long, and usually their episodes clock in around, you know, low 20s. So uh,
0: That actually makes sense. We were watching it, and I didn't pay attention to the time. Even Jen was like, this one felt a little long. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, maybe we're just enjoying it. I, I don't know.
1: Yeah. But- I'm glad you called that out. It, but yeah, I noticed that first thing cuz uh, like one of the things I noticed about like season 9 for example is the episodes felt really short. Uh and and then I started realizing oh, Letterkenny episodes are around 23 minutes usually, you know. And and at first I thought oh, it's to make, you know, room for commercials, but they've always they've always been for streaming services so yeah. they, they don't have to worry about commercials, right? Uh but yeah, this one here was a 30 plus minute long episode, which is is um not common for them but it was just there's so much funny in it like uh this isn't one of those episodes where the writing is particularly brilliant it's just really fucking funny and uh laughing throughout the whole thing one note i want to make is uh you know kind of to the whole theory about wayne whether he's on the spectrum or not and how he kind of uh, how he has a hard time maybe expressing his affection I love how in in this episode anyway his, uh, his uh, to him love and support and affection to his sister is keeping her hydrated like <laughs> that's how he's that's how he There's
3: kind love of language <laughs> it,
1: yeah basically that's how he's like I, I support you I love you uh, Katie uh, are you hydrated because the whole time <laughs> uh, uh, Derry and Dan have no problem saying we support you Katie we're here for you But but whenever whenever it came time for Wayne to say something's like are you hydrated Are you? do you need any water like it's always you know <laughs> he, so it's just pretty kind of funny and just the whole overacting the whole overly dra- dramatic acting in those first few scenes in the farmhouse are hilarious because at one point he's looking out the kitchen window by himself kind of like soap opera style but at another point uh dairy and and squirrely dan join him <laughs> with their arms on each other's shoulders looking out the window uh, re- recounting this horrible story of how katie lost last year's spelling beat it was just so funny like over the top but but very funny uh so yeah that's my initial thought on this what about you victor
4: yeah i thought it was hilarious <laughs> i i really i really enjoyed this uh this episode a lot and uh so did linda uh sitting by by my side she was mm-hmm. genuinely enjoying it laughing at parts that i wasn't at first before i even got to start laughing so uh it it was i mean there were so many brilliant parts i mean every there was just uh, there's really nothing to fault the the only thing that i i wish um i was hoping for is some comeuppance for those girls that were uh heckling um uh, jonesy and uh, riley and jonesy so (laughs) uh uh, you you know because that was just just, I just felt like, okay, it's enough. It's a little cruelty, to, you know, cruelty to animals. And, uh, you know, like just, just, you know, so I was hoping there would be some comeuppance for them at the end, but there wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but aside from that, uh, I, I thought, I mean, anytime you have Dickens and McMurray, I, I just, just, it's a, you know, it, it was a fun fest for me.
1: I think the whole point of them there is that the whole episode is kind of treating this spelling bee like some kind of major uh, sporting event that the whole town to the point where... The winner of last year's B had groupies. They were his groupies and yeah. <laughs> they would normally not give him the part at the time of day. But because he was the winner of last year's spelling bee, they're willing to ride on his bicycle to the event and back until he's a loser. And now he's no longer. Yeah, it was just yeah. so yeah. funny. It no, was brilliant. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, you guys are all spot on. This one was so much fun. It was very, I mean, I don't even necessarily mean this in a bad way, but it was a very one-dimensional episode. Like, there wasn't a really, there wasn't much storyline going on. They just, they stuck to this one topic that was this spelling bee. And that can sometimes end up as a very boring episode but in this case they they thrived and it really went well like this is the one I think in like previous seasons and I'm blanking on what some of them were but like where we might feel like these this kind of idea or approach could have been you know a commercial episode or a throwaway mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it didn't come across like that yeah. it worked really well they the, the The scripting
1: wasn't out of this world, but
0: it was fucking hilarious. This is their
1: concept episode for season five, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. And Mm -hmm. I mean, the passion. Yeah, this is like the bout of the century happening Mm -hmm. for a small town. And they continue (laughs) to celebrate the small town thing. And I love it because small towns are like this. The Mm -hmm. the littlest thing that we might not think much of, it's a big deal to them. And this Mm -hmm. one really is. And Wayne's passion. And Dan. Dan, (laughs) fuck, I love him. When he lost his damn mind (laughs) at the applause, (laughs) I laughed. I couldn't stop laughing at that whole scene. Like like right at the end, like staple your tongue to your taint. Like so you are you fucking you kidding
1: me? Kick your ass. <laughs>
0: oh my god, I was dying. And yeah. and it just it he, was so even good.
1: funnier than his outburst, though, was his apology. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he just tones it right back yeah, down, right? Yeah. I'm sorry for my outburst. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but like it was it was so great. I mean, mm-hmm. and then of course, I mean it was littered with Canadian references. The Degrassi thing, I didn't fully understand why they did that, but I don't mm-hmm. care. There was funny moments, there was good yeah. wordplay there, all the all the band references and so on. Um, there was just a lot of good, mm-hmm. funny content. I mean, the only only minor thing I would I would heckle on is the um I, I get I get annoyed sometimes when they drag on some of those montages a little bit. Mm. They feel like they go on a little bit longer than they could have. So you talk about this one being a longer episode. They probably could have reeled. I think there was two of them in this episode. They Mm. could have reeled them back, but aside from that, I mean, that's that's just picking.
1: Yeah. Tanya?
5: Um, I think it was a good episode. I kind of got a little lost in um, the skids. Like, I didn't see where the connection was with these girls that uh, suddenly have this huge... Uh, crush on on uh, on Stuart and want to follow him and I'm like well where was where were they during this whole
1: they're spelling bee groupies they're spelling oh, yeah. biaches. that's what they are that's I, that's the name for it <laughs> a, it's, it's, a it's
4: a concept episode yeah though, it's so a so concept episode just, so
2: yeah
5: yeah I just didn't see where the connection was or where the <laughs> link was where these girls just showed up from mm-hmm. and you know in all those times that he kind of needed support when he did like the egg call for uh, or the AG hall for um the the whole music the, the night rave, and stuff yeah, like that oh, the rave yeah. and stuff. I'm like, well, where'd these girls come from? Maybe he I'm was
1: like, in Spelling Bee Champ uh, when he did the rave.
5: <laughs> well I, I just didn't see where the continuity was between past shows and mm-hmm. and now him with the girls and that. Um, and and holy Mick Murray like <laughs> like He got to a whole other level of like another language and that he was in like you couldn't understand him Mm -hmm. like he was. And and I'm sure that that the the whole reason for that is because they needed to play on on um, um, him and the spelling bee and spelling things correctly and not. Um,
1: or he was doing it on purpose to 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 win the spelling. Because
5: yeah, it was way worse than what he did before. You could always mm-hmm. kind of understand what it was that he was saying, but this was like yeah. you you couldn't understand anymore. Um, squirrely Dan, I agree with Matt. Uh, oh my God. Like this is, I'm just going to tell you now he's my V. Vi- uh,
3: oh, don't, don't, uh, don't
2: go there yet. Anyways, don't go there yet.
5: He is like, absolutely. He takes this whole spoiler show. alert. Yeah. I like, I know that, um, like Katie had her thing, like everybody had their kind of shining moment and stuff, mm-hmm. but squirrely Dan, holy passionate. Yeah. He's just like, takes it to that next level. Mm-hmm. Um, love his outbursts, love how he rambles. Um, yeah, just fantastic. And my favorite, uh, word is butt fuckery. So
1: <laughs>
3: but
5: I, will, I will end on that.
3: It's a solid word for sure. Dennis, <laughs> you know, when you offered up this episode, it mm-hmm. was kind of a, oh, you know, it's kind of available if you want to do it. And I didn't <laughs> have correlations between my personal experience and the uh, storyline that kind mm-hmm. of went on because I've been involved in a lot of competition based things, you know, through football you know, you know, wrestling and wrestling and yeah. martial arts and. Um, sport karate and stuff like that. So, especially being a kid in the '80s, mm-hmm. you know, I grew up on Karate Kid and Rocky, and this follows a lot of the same story beats. Because yeah. this spelling bee in, in the middle of nowhere is kind of like their world's largest ball of yarn. You know, it's, <laughs> I mean, that they can be. You know, it's like nobody else really cares, but they it. can be really proud of. Yeah, you. yeah. So, in uh, what surprised me were some of the nuances that they really got that comes with competition based things because. Um, even so much as like the gold tooth I've mm-hmm. been in competitions where people wear mouth guards that say things. Mm-hmm. So it'll oh, say, yeah. you know, Punisher and there was uh, a movie called gladiator mm-hmm. about boxing where a guy had one that, co- that said black death, mm-hmm. you know? So it's a psychological advantage in some regard. And I think that it helped to bolster her confidence a little bit too. But um, to touch on what Tanya was saying, it, the big city slams, it's, in wrestling, they're known as ring rats. Mm-hmm. So, they're, I mean, <laughs> unfortunately, this is a depiction of women who will kind of flock to whoever is successful. Yeah, was puck like, bunnies, yeah. ring rats. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Hmm. So, yeah. they, they kind of touched on that, but it was also, you know, again, the little things that they threw in there, something like, uh, where am I? Uh, like the hockey players, the fix was in. Mm-hmm. In competition based things, people are going to find an unfair advantage. Uh, joint Boy, even smoking weed, that was a performance-enhancing drug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they mentioned in the episode, he spells better when he's smoking, and yeah. as soon as he wasn't, yeah. he lost. You know, sure. so... And I always appreciated Dick Tracy shout-out. <laughs> 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 I love it. But, uh, you know, like McMurray mumbling, that's kind of like the loaded glove of any, you know, boxing movie, And it was just... It was funny to see them make such a melodramatic you know meal of this prize fight that was basically just a spelling bee but they mm-hmm. hit a lot of the nuances of competition-based movies
1: yeah awesome for yeah. sure great points um all right next uh next up we have okay episode ratings and i guess i start i mean this this is obviously uh, <laughs> it's it's a it's a fresh like there's there's so much funny in this one uh, it, it's funny, Dennis, you mentioned that. Cause I remember like, uh, I've been uh, in last, last week's, um, after party and all that stuff, I was trying to fill out like, who's going to do which episode. And I was surprised at how hard it was to get somebody to agree to do the spelling bee episode cuz i thought wait a minute for sure somebody's going to want to take this episode and uh, whether uh, eliza could make it and and you were kind of lukewarm on it and i'm like really <laughs> you don't want to do this one and may- so like maybe you just couldn't remember it, right cuz yeah. this one here stood out when i look, when i looked back at the the episode list Like, oh, that one's going to be fun. Uh, That one's really. uh, Really? uh, I remember it being a really good episode. So when when it came to time to see if any guests wanted to be on and no one was taking the spelling bee, I'm like, (laughs) that's weird. Am I the only one who thinks so? But anyway, this is a fresh for me. One hundred percent. Another point to to, to, uh, another example of Dennis's point. When they were talking about, uh, when when they were talking about Stuart has been spelling above his age uh, for years now, when they were uh, early on in the episode, that so reminds me of like a, a hockey parent or a soccer parent talking about their kid and that one kid in on their team that's that seems older than all the other kids and playing above their age like it's so reminded me of that like it's uh, again uh, just a, another one of those uh things that equate it equate it to sport right and it, it's a freaking spelling bee anyway it's a fresh <laughs> victor
4: Yeah, I didn't even notice that this episode was longer than the others. Uh, Like for me, this, uh, you know, talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League, (laughs) for me, that four hour movie felt shorter (laughs) than the two hour movie we got in the theaters. Right. Uh, uh, You know, when you're when you're watching something, you're you're not looking at the clock right (laughs) You're and and you're enjoying it. You're not you're not looking at your watch. Uh, And so I didn't notice this for me that the episode was by so. Uh, and and i by the way i mean we talked about it i love how uh, riley and jonesy are like one person and nobody yeah. and it's like nobody questions <laughs> no <laughs> <usens it>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, just that's just normal yeah uh and yeah and and i mean dickens i i Dickson, uh <laughs> i you did that backwards i know i know i did that that was that was purposeful uh so for me it's an easy maestro fresh west i i, I oh I, well done i i, I love it
1: all right, Matt.
0: Yeah, I mean I'm not going to sure go it, it's it's for sure uh, fresh on this one. I mean they was such a fantastic use of the characters. They all shined in their own way in this one. I mean Riley and Jonesy arguing over broski and boski that <laughs> killed me the fact that they did the spelling bee together
2: yeah like, come
0: <laughs> on like that that alone I, th- I think I called exa- that out
5: didn't yeah. I yeah. I'm like what
1: the hell you did yeah I remember watching this, oh of course they're going up both at this, oh. uh, together and no one and no one's questioning it. that's the funnier part right A they're going up together but B yeah. no one's complaining because they're a unit they're a single unit they're and, an entity and no one's seeing it's it like as a an advantage dragon. no one's seeing it as, <laughs> a, as an advantage that the both both of them are going together because it's, actually, it's clearly not an advantage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that they just, cr-
0: I mean, if I were to look at the heroes without getting to the MVP, the heroes were, were Riley and Jones and McMurray and Dan, like mm-hmm. those three elements uh killed me. I mean, I'm still missing Gail and Glenn this season. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I will call that out, but this was so much fun. So it's absolutely a fresh.
1: Okay.
5: Um, Oh my. So, so like, I love everything that you guys are saying. I honestly do. And I love all of his, All of, uh, Dennis's points. We
0: might be recasting.
5: <laughs> I know. I know. I just didn't love it like you guys love it. No,
1: Dennis, like, clear your calendar for I'm the next like, few <laughs> Thursdays. I'm
0: I mean, like, he's been delivering some
1: quality content. Yes, I you. agree. I, yeah. I,
5: I loved all of your points, Dennis. I truly did. And I'm not I'm a competitive so person. <laughs> I'm so confused. And I'm not a competitive person and I've had a really bad week, I guess. Uh, it, uh, maybe I'll say that. I've just I just, I just didn't love it like you guys loved it. Um, like, I I liked it. Um, there was nothing that offended me, but there was nothing that took it over the top either. Like... Um, there was some fun like Squirrely Dan, as I said, he he uh, he's he's fantastic in this one. Um, but everything else was like, yeah, OK, like I I just it, I watched the show and it was it was good. Yeah. I didn't think it was great. So right, I'll give right, it right, break uh, our hearts. I'll, I'll give it a clearance. Oh, I'm sorry, guys.
1: Boo. OK, well, it's not bad. It's just not great. OK, fine. Dennis, what do you give this one?
3: You know, when you brought up the episode, um, the only consternation I had was that I was like, it, nothing about it really stood out to me. Mm-hmm. When uh, upon reflection mm-hmm. in Antonio's <laughs> defense, I was like, mm, you know, I was kind of leaning toward the clearance as it was going to mm-hmm. until I really start, you know, like, I really identify with this episode for a number of different reasons, because of personal experience. Mm-hmm. But again, talking to you guys about it and hearing some of the pr- perspectives that you had to offer, I'm like, oh yeah, I really did like that part of it. I didn't really <laughs> it much. Up.
5: That's and why it's
2: really hard persuasive.
3: to say you say know.
5: clear. Yeah, it's it's like I want to feel like what you guys feel, but yeah. Anyways, go go go.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things. You know, like <laughs> when I first watch the episodes, I'm just kind of letting them wash over me because yeah. I'm trying to consume as much as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, so it really took me going in and going, you know, what are the story beats that are going on here? What are the nuances that I can appreciate? And that's really what brought me to my fresh um, rating. But it's I can definitely see why somebody could just see this episode. And I was like, oh, you know, it's like, it's kind of one in here and out the other. Mm -hmm. If you identify something of yourself in it sure yeah
1: and i mean okay again it's this this season five's concept episode so does it further the storyline not really it's it's kind of like the fart book episode it's kind of like it's a a standalone and i know uh, matt's like (laughs) is it really but i i I get it because it doesn't really it doesn't really follow along the established storylines because uh uh there's a few things there where we're like, well, I mean, they're not really reacting to it like they you would expect them to. But I I mean, I, I loved it. I, I like any episode that has all the cast in it together. Uh, you know, minus um uh, Gail and uh who who else is missing? Oh Glenn. Yeah. Glenn. But Can't everyone forget else Glenn. But everyone, I mean Tannis was in it, so of course I love it. All right, <laughs> let's go to post the postage.store MVP. Uh I'm gonna start. And I hear you guys on Squirrely Dan. I hear you guys on on uh, on on McMurray. Uh, they would give my get like honorable mentions to me, but I'm going to give my MVP today to Wayne. Uh, I thought the the scenes where he's overacting, like <laughs> looking out the window and licking his lips and just doing like the his, his best like soap opera acting was were hilarious and just uh I really kind of appreciated that and and how protective he was of his sister and how much he wanted to take on all that on. Uh I thought it was a lot of fun and his whole, you know, looking out for her even at the spelling bee where where he's like demanding uh, an intermission to be taken and he's channeling his best Don sherry in those scenes. I think uh I I thought I thought he was a lot of fun in this one, so I'm going to give my MVP uh to Wayne on this one. Victor
4: uh, I'm going to give mine to the MC. Uh, I, th- I thought, really? I knew it. Dickens. Yeah. It was like herding cats and he did it. Uh, you know, and, uh, <laughs> uh so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm giving it to uh, Dickens. Oh, another runner
1: up for me was coach. Coach was so, so funny. Yeah, they in this can't
4: all be well, runner up. They're all runner up now.
0: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh,
0: Matt. Oh no, it's 100 percent Dan. Mm-hmm. Like that outburst alone, man. And <laughs> I, I just I, I I laugh so hard. So no,
1: it's an easy Dan for this one. And Tanya?
5: I already showed my hand. It's it's Dan <laughs> all the way for sure.
3: <laughs> and Dennis. Mine's Jim Dickens. Right. Oh, it's really? <laughs> I'd really appreciate you know like Alex McCo. I really, you know he nailed it in this episode and it was, you know, playing MC and stuff like that too. But it's the second that he called out joint boy and he's, you know, he says, can I go to the bathroom? He goes, (laughs) Grammar B. I was like, oh, yeah. "Yep, he gets my MVP."
1: That was my my sixth grade teacher. Whenever we asked, "Can we go to the bathroom?" She's like, "I don't know. Can not you?" And she's like, yeah, "May yeah. I go to the bathroom?" So it's such a school teacher move, but yeah, that, that was my every teacher. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, top fives. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna. This one's gonna make my top five. Actually, it's gonna yeah. finally. It's gonna push off uh, Super Soft Birthday, so it's gonna come come in right at number five. Uh, uh, to me, this one and the Letter Kenny Talent Show are two two that i love uh and kind of go hand in hand uh just uh sa- same kind of episode uh and i really enjoyed both so uh this one's coming in at number five victor does this make your top five
4: yeah it does I'll, oh I'll I'll, I'll I'll slot this one in as my number two
1: whoa wow that high wow. <laughs> i really i really
4: enjoyed it i really really did enjoy it yeah
1: awesome matt does this uh make your top five it's a close but i'm gonna go with a no on this one. no okay no problem and uh, tanya i take it doesn't make your top five no uh dennis i mean i don't expect you to rhyme off your top five but uh like uh, what are some of your favorite episodes so far
3: uh you know it's you know one of those things when i first watched the show i just mm-hmm. kind of took it all in you know i didn't really think oh what's my favorite episode until you brought it up in the podcast and mm-hmm. you know it's not like i'm just some dude that shows up once in a while i've been a listener since day one yeah so you know, like, I gave it some thought while I was reviewing the episode. Oh, okay. I think so, the ones that the ones that really stand out for me are when they really get the band back together. The ones that have the most characters in them are a unique character interaction that you don't normally see. It's like when, you know, Gay and Tannis were talking or, you know, maybe Tannis and Glenn. It would be interesting to see how they interact with one another, right. given their character traits. Yeah, yeah. So, I what I did was I picked one episode for each season. Oh, perfect. Really tells me what letter kenny is you know what i mean or at least i can look at that episode and be like it instantly hits me yeah that's one that i really like so right. for season one i have daryl super, super. yeah love that um one. yeah just some of the lines you know it's like you know it looks like a easter island statue and <laughs> you know bald bearded guys who you know look like a bunch of surly uncles and that kind of stuff <laughs> um uh season two was Uncle Eddie's Trust
1: yeah yeah The
3: uh I don't know how most people feel about that but I thought it was a really interesting treatise on reality TV and competition based television shows for sure and you know they really did do a good job of skewering some of those things where it's like you really don't look at the, this way you know mm-hmm. so it was an interesting perspective yeah uh, and that's a concept
1: episode for that season I think is, is yeah, Uncle yeah, Eddie's it Trust was, yeah, it was, yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. wasn't
5: that uh, the dragon's den one yeah that's the one yeah yeah, so,
1: yeah.
3: At which i have i actually watched you know again being in michigan we get cbn and stuff like that so <laughs> i saw dragon's den and i watch you know shark tank so nice um season three of battle for bonnie mcmurray mm. uh the dad jokes shorzy <laughs> being there oh uh, Discussing the hot, do- hot tub positions. I mean, what show actually takes the time <laughs> to even discuss those kinds of things? Um, awesome. And like I mentioned in the season review, I, you know, seeing the ladder, Kenny, ladies in bikinis, and mmm, yeah, mm, no, nope. turn that down. No, no, exactly. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Uh, season four, I have Letter Kenny Talent Show. Yeah. Again, it, it's nice to see each character get the spotlight, literally and figuratively, where you get to see a little character exploration or a hidden talent that you didn't necessarily know. Like coach playing the ukulele, I'm like, oh wow!
1: Yeah, and he was actually playing it. That wasn't uh, overdubbed nope. or anything. Yeah.
3: Um, and then this season, uh, the old college try was, and because I, I, I'm kind of looking at it as you know, I'm watching the episodes as they mm-hmm. take place. You know what I mean? So that uh, was the one that stuck out to me so far. Yeah. I really, I'd have to give it to some thought as mm-hmm. if this episode replaced it somehow but um i'm gonna review the whole season and kind of give myself a better idea
1: <laughs> well i i mean i completely agree. i love that one so uh, i i i'm i don't disagree with you on that one the old college tries in my top five so and now now this one is too so cool. very good all right uh let's see listener comments i only have one comment that came in la- uh, about last week's episode uh, uh, martin badke Uh, wrote he said just listen and maybe you said it but tennis take the first shot at hard right j with a uh with a hard right uh he's asking it as a question is that what he she did and actually i had to think back to the video yeah yeah it was a hard right he's like i hope so not like the writers missed this uh and yeah it must have been a you know a choice by the writers to make it that it's a hard right because it's perfect perfect way to take out hard right j and anyway uh we're uh well, we're we're getting near the end of or another one, one of our longer episodes. Thank you very much, Dennis. Uh do we have any final <laughs> comments <laughs> for okay Victor
5: I, just changed his background to the train wreck. The train wreck.
1: Yeah,
4: sorry. I'm I'm sorry, sorry uh, oh, he changed that the moment you gave your release. I'm so sorry, Victor. <laughs> Let's be clear on that one. <laughs>
1: uh,
4: yes. Dennis, this was not in rela- relation to anything that you had. No, said.
1: no actually uh, Dennis, you were I'm you were bad. Uh, so my final comments for this episode thank you very much Dennis for, for joining us thank you for being our season three sponsor thank you for our amazing uh vinyl pop figures and you came you brought it today yeah you, you came prepared wow lots of great uh great points and, and stuff yeah, MVP
7: for,
0: of the show today yeah for nice. sure <laughs> absolutely yeah
1: and I uh, hope we'll you know not hope to have you back we'll definitely have you back for another episode soon uh so again thank you very much Victor
4: uh, yeah, just, uh, big thanks, Dennis. Uh, you're, you're, you're definitely MVP. Tanya, you're a DJ. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, no, just, uh, uh for it, great. Uh, just, just a wonderful episode. You really did bring it. Uh, you gave great insight. Uh, mm. Your backstory, your origin story is great.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> we need, we
4: need just an and, and, episode and can't, on, we, on Dennis. Can't, can't wait, can't wait to have you back so we can. Uh, uh, peel more layers to this uh very interesting delicious onion
2: yeah <laughs>
1: what, what will we talk about a next time you're delicious onion you're a delicious onion. Oh,
3: well, bodyguarding celebrities uh,
1: really okay oh, that's yeah. that's what we're doing next time shit i gotta there make a go. note of that holy Man, crap this is its own separate podcast yeah really <laughs> that's what i'm saying dennis is his own show <laughs> awesome uh matt any uh, final comments
0: yeah. I mean, you guys have said it, but on, and Dan, it's always great seeing you. I'm so glad you came back. This is actually a surprise. We didn't know you were coming oh, now. Didn't it was. let us know. So oh, I knew, was but it?
1: yes, yeah. I didn't well,
2: Obviously you, know. you knew, but it was a nice <laughs> surprise and we loved it and it's great. And uh, on,
0: on a side note, I do want to do an extra shout out on a listener comment thing. So after last week's show, um, in our private Twitter feed, I'm sure all of you, with the exception of Tanya, read this.
2: That's
0: okay. She doesn't know what the internet says. She's still waiting. No. For the I'm call
5: still back. waiting. I call them. I left a message. I got voicemail.
0: I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to do this live. We had a a, a nice little limerick written for us. Oh yes. Um, by Veronica W, at I'm just gonna say Vero W30, and I thought I'd in, in, in honor of what she wrote in, in about our show, I thought I'd give it a live read. So quiet on the set. Go this for is, it. This uh, is Veronica W's uh, limerick. Back cleaning up after kids. I swear they get worse than the skids. Spring break is at hand, but there's new produce stand and the
1: hard right are flipping their lids. Awesome. That's Thank right. you, Veronica W. Thank you very much. Brilliant. Yes. Woo! Yeah, when she said she wrote a limerick about the podcast, I'm like, really? Oh, that's so cool. So yes, thanks for for remembering to do that, Matt, because I completely forgot. Uh, uh, Tanya, final comments.
5: Um, Dennis, I could listen to you all day. Oh my god,
1: <laughs> damn it, Dennis
5: lovely Dennis.
1: and Just i can't even it. beat you up damn you <laughs> good, luck. good luck he says
5: damn oh my <laughs> gosh i i i, I uh, put me in for a, a full dennis only show like love it love it anyways thank you so much for coming you make it so much fun and uh thank you for almost agreeing with me and uh i appreciate that about you
3: <laughs> all right dennis uh, the final remarks are to you uh, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be a part of the community. Mm-hmm. It, um, you know, listen beyond the show. There's a whole Twitter feed of messages that you know keep you fully involved in everything that's going on in each other's lives. I mean, there's a lot to explore there, and yeah, things, sure. other things that we have in common too. Um, you know, check out the Discord. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of options for delving further into the universe and among one another. And you know, it's cool for me to be able to kind of explain actually care about. No, this wasn't something that I just, oh, I saw a couple of episodes and thought I could sell some figures. Mm -hmm. I mean, I loved this show and it inspired me so much that I made a bunch of figures for myself and other people just happened to be interested. And, you know, I was glad to fulfill that. And it's good to be part of this. And I'm thankful for the opportunity to join you.
1: That's great. Why don't you give out your your social uh, media stuff so that we can... (laughs)
3: uh look at me up uh you know dennis guggen or dg pop customs you can pretty much find me on instagram twitter facebook uh all social media platforms i'm somewhere
1: yeah and if, if for some reason you're listening to this and you've never heard of uh dennis's work or seen dennis's work shame on you uh but maybe but maybe you're just new to the show and that's fine uh go check it out because it's really good stuff
5: i just need to know too dennis have you have you got any singles out like is there any um like Song like background there that you also have, like a little Barry White thing going on.
3: Well, he could totally do Barry White for sure. <laughs> you know, I, there was a time when I was an honor of personality on 107.9 WVAC in Adrian, Michigan. There uh, you go. You know, it's, uh, I, I used to be in a number of bands, you know, like, but they were mostly like graveyard cannibals. <laughs> wow. Know, that kind of stuff. Nice. really Heavy metal. But, um, and, and la- last thought on the
0: Funko, have you made. Delicious, Dennis Vicious.
5: <laughs> no. Oh my God! How has that I'm not that happened one.
3: yet? Yeah. No. I'm, not, I'm not that guy. <laughs> know, you
2: know. I'm not that
3: guy. <laughs> it's it's a little indulgent, and you know it's a, the narcissism runs wild in people's oh, wow. critiques of All me. Right. I Someone can't
1: imagine order if they one saw me be. making figures of myself. Yeah, we're just gonna have to pay pay you to make one. We'll have
2: to commission you to make one. Yeah.
4: All right. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have one made in China, and it's gonna be a, a audible one. Uh, right. I, <laughs> every time you press it it comes up with different Dennis things
1: oh, oh I see what you mean oh, that way yeah with his voice Wow, I don't know if they can make those tiny speakers uh, uh, recreate those low frequencies to make his voice though
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh I love the Darth Vader side.
3: Cool. oh does that one make noise yeah I have a Darth Vader one that plays music but well, I'm, I'm not keep- sure how you activate it <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: awesome. All right, I'm going to play us off here with a song from uh, this episode. It's called Arcade Robot by Boys Noise. <laughs> And that's all we have for this episode next week. We recap and review episode five of season five back to back to back. Thank you again, Dennis for joining us today. If you'd like to support the podcast, rate us on iTunes or become a patron. There's a Patreon link on our site or Twitter profile at produce pod. If Twitter ain't your thing, we're also on Facebook and Instagram at produce pod. Um, Oh, I just lost my script. Here we go. Thanks for joining us. Now we're going to fight each other to see who would win because we're all good friends. Uh, My money's on Dennis. On behalf of Dennis, Matt, Victor, and Tanya, and myself, thank you for listening, and have a great
2: week.